Hi there, I'm Lisa Kapala, and welcome to Bridging the Digital Divide. We like to help you in bridging the digital divide, get across that chasm that we all know exists, uh, the haves and have-nots in technology. We hope everybody's a have. We're doing the best we can to make that happen. Along with me, helping me understand this world, is Brad McKenna from the library. Hello, Brad. Hello, Lisa. So welcome again, season two, episode three. Yay! We thought we might talk about this time uh, things that you attach to your computer. What would be a better way to say that? External devices. Ex- so, <laughs> so clever. External devices. Yeah. And so that can mean a lot of things. So we're going to try to give you as much insight as we can to what you can attach to your computer and how that works. But I guess the starting point of all of that would probably be about ports. Mm-hmm. Because the ports are the places that live on the side of your computer or device where you can attach these external devices. So Brad, can you talk to us a little bit about ports, what they are, and about the little blue insignia around the ports that means <laughs> They're faster. Right. Yeah, right. Um, so the ports is just how to correct. The uh, official term is peripherals, right? So anything that you connect to the block of uh, computer that you have or laptop or whatever, uh, it's simplified a lot. And we'll get into that because the topic of USB has simplified it. But when it first came out, there were things called parallel and serial ports. And so you, each device had a specific port. So the keyboard had its own port and the mouse and the printer, if you remember having to connect your printer, sure. uh, monitors, all that kind of stuff. So that's anything that you want to interact, essentially their input devices or output, right? Because um, uh, printers or monitors are really only one way. Okay. Uh, yeah. Would it be similar to what we think about with televisions? Initially, the television simply had the plug-in that you put into the wall. Yeah. And then as things got bigger and brighter, we added places you could attach fire sticks to, right. which is really modern. We'll get to that. But prior to that, I think what was VGA probably was yep. the first thing that yep. you could attach. Can you tell everybody what VGA so is? So VGA is video graphical uh, something or other. So it's basically the video signal that goes through. Um, even backing up further, you would have like uh, VCR. There's three little cores, the red, white, and yellow. Right. So the video and then two audios. So right. the ports in the back of your computer, you would have three different ports for it and you would connect your cable to your VCR and then your VCR to your TV and then figure out what remote that you need is. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, you had to practically be a graduate from technology school to get that done. So how have things changed in the computer world? Now, initially, everything was kind of you got your computer and what you had was all you had and that was that and everybody was happy with that. Right, yeah. But it's then... Def- it's changed a lot. So like those, the uh, the keyboard port and the, um, the mouse and all, and even connecting your computer, your printer to your computer, is it's gone essentially. So the keyboard and mouse now use USB connections. The printer is now over the network. So like everything is becoming standardized and for it's giving you different options as to what you can you can attach. So you know I'm going to say I kind of like that, but I don't kind of <laughs> sure. like that because, um, you know, initially when I would try to hook up a printer, you would have to attach it almost by like a phone jack thing, yeah. I think. And you would put it in and you'd make sure when your printer was saying it wouldn't print that, mm-hmm. oh, that thing probably isn't shoved in all the <laughs> way it should be. Okay, so now it's all remote. You install drivers, I'm right. guessing, right? Yeah, well, you install drivers with the... With the um, 
uh, the port, the cords connecting to, but now everything is much more streamlined and more options too, right? Yeah. So you can have a USB microphone and without a microphone jack. And so instead of having to buy a specific piece of hardware based on what you want to do, you can just buy it and then add later. And so okay. the, the universality of the USB connection has right. allowed more options. But USB requires yeah. internet access to work or mm-hmm. does it? No, it depends on what you're trying to do. Uh, so like the Fire Stick you mentioned is usually kind of, it's, comes preloaded with like Amazon apps. So you need to be able to connect to the network and the internet in order to get to Amazon Prime. Yeah, it makes sense now that I'm thinking of it that Mm -hmm. Amazon did that because we know that a lot of people are cord cutting, right? Yes. So this makes sense that they would do that because you would need an internet connection. So at least somehow somebody's getting their money is probably what (laughs) Verizon and Comcast are thinking. So that makes sense to me. So let's back up a little bit. So we know that there are ports, little places on the computer. Some of them I don't even know what they do. But the USB ones, I know what they do because I can't shove a USB flash drive into any of these other places. So that's how I figure out which port or which. But tell them about the little blue uh, stripe kind of thing that goes around the port. That helps you determine which one is the one. Yeah, sure. So if, it, if the USB port is blue, that's a USB 3.0. So if it's, if it's black, that's USB 2.0. Uh, you can use uh, a device that's 2.0 in a 3.0 jack and vice versa. It's just the speed is much quicker if you're using a USB, a USB 3.0 device in a 3.0 port. And it's it's so it's 2.0 can tra- transfer data uh, at 480 megabits per second, and 3.0 they had to change the measurement. It says it can transfer five gigabits per second, so that means it's 5,120 megabits per second. Wow. So if you're backing like so, if you put your phone into uh, if you plug in your phone to your to your computer because you want to back up your pictures locally on your computer, if you're using a USB 3.0 connection, it's going to be a whole lot quicker to get all those pictures off. Okay, so that makes sense. What does USB stand for? Universal Serial Bus. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're back to the quiz show, right, number 20. Yeah, and it's really amazing when you think about it yeah. because um, I think flash drives initially when I began using them, it was to transfer maybe a friend was giving me a poem or something and they mm-hmm. had it on a document on the flash drive and they would just make a copy and give it to me and then I would, what, upload or download, I guess? Oh, uh, download it onto Download computer, it, yeah. okay. But now you can put your whole entire mm-hmm. music collection on there. You yep. can put every picture you've ever taken in your life on there. So what are the up and downsides to that versus an external hard drive? which I love my external hard drive. So it's essentially the same thing. Right. It's just more storage. So like the I've seen, I think I've seen the biggest like for a USB flash drive, I think I've seen 64 gigabytes. Yep. Um, and so you can't really store like you can you can restore a ridiculous amount of stuff but not like an entire music collection right. or something like that so it's really just size uh, sometimes you have different applications that have come preloaded on those uh, little, little wallets, uh, the USB external drives, essentially is what they call them. Um, and you can encrypt the data on there. Right. So, so if you're carrying around your your sensitive tax documents yeah. on your USB flash drive, yeah. you might want to encrypt that. Yeah. It makes sense, yeah. right? So what are the advantages to one or the other? Just 
you know, just the size, the portability. So, I mean, you have a wire, right, with the external hard Which drive. Which I love, because I that... like wired stuff. <laughs> sure. I do. <laughs> so you have the wire, um, and that means, like, the pins can get bent. Mm. Uh, so less moving parts, essentially, when you're talking about a flash okay. drive versus an external drive. Okay. And I use those terms to differentiate, but the, a flash drive can be an external drive. So what I mean by external, I just mean the, the bigger storage capacity things. <laughs> okay. So most of us know we have some ports, areas on the sides of our computer where stuff can fit. I think pretty much everybody knows what a flash drive is. What other stuff can you connect to those ports? Yeah, like I mentioned before, keyboard and mice are now, if they're not wireless, they are uh, USB connections. And even if they are wireless, you'll have a receiver that you plug into a USB port in order to connect the mouse to the uh, to the computer. Right. Um, USB hubs, so if you have a lot yeah. of different stuff Those you want to connect. Those are kind of cool. Yeah, so you have, what it does is you use one USB port to create multiple ports. So right. it's basically just this device with extra USB ports. Yeah, kind of think of it like if you have one of those uh, electrical outlets with a whole bunch of atta- mm. attachments on it, almost like a surge protector, kind of. You can plug in many devices to the hub. You know, they usually have a, what, a USB cable, I would mm-hmm. guess, right? And then on this hub, there's usually a button that you would depress so mm-hmm. that you could have whatever things you wanted running. But mm-hmm. what's the downside to that? Yeah, so with anything, the more that you have running, the slower things can happen. So think of it like your phone. If you have too many apps open, things are going right. to be much slower. Right, and I actually did buy one of those hubs, and I can tell you that one of the hub receptacle places <laughs> died. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, well, which thing, that's what, where the confusion comes, which mm-hmm. thing is working, which thing isn't. It's sort of like, you know, when you're worried about your TV, you have to unplug the VCR, you have to unplug <laughs> all the things to kind of figure out. Right. So if you're going to use a hub to try, maybe buy a more inexpensive one. But I've found the more expensive ones, if you're going to use a hub, you probably want to go with a more higher end model. Yeah. The initial one I bought, I think, was 10 bucks just oh, to yeah, try yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, after you use it a bunch of times, the ports get, I don't know, damaged or loosened or whatever happens to them. So, yeah. so if you're going to try that, try it with the cheaper model. But if yeah. you really really think it's something you're going to use, I would say for something like that, go a little more higher end yeah. because it's a pain in the neck to yes. unconnect everything. <laughs> yes, it <you> is. Know? <laughs> um, what do you think people are using flash drives for now compared to what we used to use them for? I mean, it used to I be... You know, I think that flash drive use is actually on the... Uh, the it's going down because really? of like cloud storage and stuff like that. Right. So like all your phone information is backed up in your Apple cloud or your Google cloud. And so it, it's... If they're using it for like documents or um, music or something like that or pictures, right? Uh, it's I don't see them being used much more. I see them being used for uh, like backups, like local backups, because right. people like the fact that everything's automatically backed up from their phone, so they don't have to mm, worry about backing up everything. But they want a local copy in case they can't have internet connection, so they want a copy of all their grandkids' mm. pictures. So the USB people are probably starting to get nervous. Mm. They're um, going to have to come up with something new. Oh, I mean, all of the peripherals now. So like the mice and the mic and the uh, and the uh, keyboard. It, it's that's the only connection now. So the USB isn't probably going anywhere. You're probably going to have less because they used to have a bunch. I think now you can buy them and they get like maybe four of mm-hmm. the ports, and two of them are usually taken by the keyboard and the mouse. Right. Right. Do you see the same thing happening with the way people are using devices at home like Roku and uh, those other fun little devices we have like Fire Stick and So that's Chrome. getting away from the TV, right? That's yeah. going more to the computer. And that, that connection is a HDMI cord, which is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they use it for charging actually. So like for the for the uh, for the Chromecast, which is like the the uh, Roku or the stick, you have you have the power cord that connects to one of those adapters by a USB port. And so maybe like charging is the way the USB is going nowadays. Because when you get your phone right, you can take your adapter off, and it's just a USB cord from w- which you could transfer music or whatever. What, what do you prefer? Do you like flash drive or do you like external high drive? I like the external hard drive because it's bigger. Me too. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> like I think the issue. So I've seen it at the library a couple of different times, where like the the um, end of the USB port can be kind of fragile. So like if you if it gets bent, you're yeah. you lost it. There's no way to get the data back. Yeah. And so the fact that uh, with the external hard drive, it's you can buy another replacement cord. But if you're using a flash drive, there is no cord. The drive is the cord. And so if something gets broken, you lost mm. all your data. So usually I use like external hard drive, exter- I mean, uh, flash drives if I need to like install compu- multiple, uh, an application on multiple computers. And so instead of having to download it, I'll have the installation file on the computer or on the flash drive in that way. So it's they're good if you don't have an internet connection. Um, but... As far as as far as like storage, you mean? So if so, what you're saying is, if you don't have an internet connection, then your computer will recognize that, and you'll be able to open that data, whatever is held on there. Right. Whereas you wouldn't be able to with an external. No, you still. So you can be do it both to, of them, right? but like, so it's easier to because you only have one piece for the external hard for the uh, for the flash drive. Right. You just throw it in your pocket, and you can go where you want to. But with an external hard drive, you have to. Remember the cord and the device. Yes, yes. So less moving parts. A lot of those external hard drives, though, have that little tiny baby cord mm. that they have made a way to manufacture it so that it fits right into the hard drive. That's what mine has. Yeah. So yeah. you just kind of remove the cord from the hard drive itself, and then you connect it to the computer. Yeah. I always worry with the wireless mouse, though, about that little tiny piece that you attach. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, in my computers that I have that I take mobily, those I have those taped with tape oh. <laughs> right in That's because fine. I'm petrified that either it will bend or break yeah. or fall out. What are those little pieces called? Those are the receivers, I think, is the the terminology they use. So the uh, uh, my mouse has to communicate to the computer some way, and so you have to plug something in. It's, they are moving away from those receivers and I'm just glad. The, the, the Bluetooth. So now you have, like, Bluetooth wireless mice, uh, and so you're connecting that. Well, you're connecting wirelessly without having to have a receiver because essentially the Bluetooth receiver is the adapt, Bluetooth adapter on the, on the motherboard. And so instead of having to plug something in outside of the computer, it's already built in, and so that's, okay. that's easier. So then are those receivers are not considered dongles? I, yeah, I mean, anything that you plug in to a USB port is technically considered a dongle. It's kind of a funny word. So Yes, we thought we might educate <laughs> you so you can use that at the water cooler yeah. with your friends. I have the origin of it. I kind of wondered where it came from. And it was originally slang for a plug-in uh, module to copy protected software. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But now it's just a garden variety term that covers pretty much anything you plug into the computer. And I thought that was um, not a real term when I heard it because I thought that's so silly sounding. Why would computer people have that as a name? But that's a good little word to throw around to your friends and impress them with. I'm going to connect my dongle (laughs) and I'll be all set to go. So I guess originally we said we started with floppy drives and optical drives, which had moving parts. And then we move to USB. What do you think is going to be the wave of the future? Completely wireless storage somehow? I guess that's the cloud. Yeah, right? so you, like, we're kind of there. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. It's kind of the cloud. And then the who cloud. knows what will be next. Yeah. And computers, I think, are getting smaller and smaller, too. It seems like the trend is to get yeah, almost they look like tablets, tablets really, yeah. these laptops.
laptops, smaller and smaller with detachable keyboards yep. and detachable faces yep. and all of that. I don't know where we're going to move to, but we will certainly let you know. That's right. So let's see. The things that you can connect to a port, um, uh, you stop me if any of these don't sound right. Okay. So you get the keyboard port. Yeah. Digital audio SPDIF outport. Yeah, I don't know if that one I don't is. know that one. <laughs> you get the serial port. What's that? So the serial port was kind of, it's been replaced most likely, mo- um, most of the time by a mm-hmm. USB port. So it's, I think, th- I can't remember because there's two of them. There's a serial port and the parallel port. And so one was kind of used, it's wider. So it looks like you're connecting either like a monitor or a printer. Yeah. And, and so like the, uh, whatever the other one is, it would be like the keyboard port, which has been replaced by a USB port. And that's something I have trouble with too. Um, you know, one of the things, Durr, obviously, don't force these things yeah. into the little <laughs> ports. Because yeah. I've done that before when I can't see if I'm working in the dark as, you know, I do some mobile <laughs> DJ work. I can't see. Yeah. And so I'm like trying to shove this in. It should just slide right in. It should fit. And the other thing is upside down to make sure that I guess the, the it looks like a little pyramid. So yeah. you want to make sure the pyramid piece is on the bottom, I yeah. guess. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I th- it depends on the how it was installed in the motherboard. So sometimes it's on the side. Sometimes it's, okay. it's on the back. So there's no like... This always works. It's, it depends. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and I did just realize that my external hard drive on the cable that goes from the external hard drive into the port, there is a little insignia on that cable. Mm-hmm. Brad's looking at me like, duh, yeah. yeah. No. But there is, and I never noticed it before. So the insignia for me for that yeah. hard drive always goes up. But I know I got yeah. smart and I've marked them with a Sharpie. There you go. Yes, yeah. I marked which way it goes, this way up, so like that the, in a pinch boxes, I right? can, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that in a pinch I can know where it goes. Firewire port. Yeah. Okay, so what is Firewire? So Firewire, I believe, is a uh, Apple-only port. And so they had to do their own thing. Of course. Thing. Yeah, and so they you connect certain devices. And I'm not even sure which kind. Cause, so Firewire, I think, replaced Thunder Thunderwire or something like that. So they had their own their own specific ports. I'm wondering if eventually everything's just going to be open to everyone because it's harder and harder to only Apple stuff does Apple stuff. I mean, yeah. th- there's the expression jailbreaking, which yeah. we talked a little bit about, and we don't recommend you do that. No. But it, obviously, it sounds like not a good thing. You know, <laughs> it's a term that actually makes sense. Yeah. It's not a good thing. That's when you um, what break into the phone to allow it to accept things it normally wouldn't, or other devices. The same right. Thing. Yeah. So it's breaking into the kernel of the operating system, and so like when on your phone, you can only install things through that company's. So it's proprietary. Store. Apple yes. only wants Apple stuff, which right. really annoys me because sometimes when I find a program or an app that I like and I try to put it on my phone, I've used it on my computer, Mm -hmm. it won't go and I always think I've done something wrong but it might not be that case. It might just be that Apple simply doesn't allow that. It's tough because Apple's always not played well with others um, and they've always been a closed ecosystem so they manufacture everything so they don't outsource the code. I mean, I guess that makes sense but then that just makes the hack people try to find ways to hack into it. So why doesn't everybody just... (sighs) So, I mean, the the hackers are going to go for the most bang for their buck, and that's why traditionally Apple has been more stable than Windows because Windows ships their uh, operating system to, like, HP and Dell and all that kind of stuff. And so more people know how to get behind the operating system, so they're more secure. It's changing because more uh, more people than ever are using mobile devices to go to the internet. I think actually a mobile device traffic passed desktop or laptop traffic by, it's only like 52%. That's really interesting. But because it, when it becomes more popular, like the iPhone is the most popular smartphone. Yes. And so hackers are like, well, maybe we want to start, a, start an exploit. Let's take a look 
at that. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think, um, I think find that funny. I prefer my laptop for most things, although I will use my phone in a pinch if I'm out somewhere and I want to look something up. I have a smaller screen. I have the old-fashioned kind of small screen mm-hmm. that they built for the baby boomers, just like <laughs> me, so we could have something small. I see people with these monster-looking yeah. phones that look like tablets. Yeah. And I guess I get that because you can make calls on that, I suppose, and you can go to the internet and you can stream and you can see things more clearly. But I just think, why would you want to carry that monster thing? It's the size of, larger than the palm of your hand. And where are you going to store that? Are people going to start carrying fanny packs again in the front so they can put their phones in there? Are we going to make bigger jean pockets (laughs) so people can sit with these things? I don't know. To me, sometimes smaller is better. I don't know. But I guess you're right. People are kind of moving away from... Laptops yeah, and it's tablets. Their, de- their and, default device. And it, yeah, and it's one-stop shopping, right? Mm-hmm, if you've right. got your phone, you've got everything. You mm-hmm. don't need I'm sure, I can see a picture in my mind of, you know, a, a pile of stuff. Look at all these things you won't need. <laughs> you don't need a camera, you don't need a microphone, That's you don't true. need a laptop, you don't need a tablet. It's all in this phone. But the danger of that to me is if that thing ever breaks. Well, Game I mean, that's over. the cloud technology, right? So everything is backed up to the cloud. Sure, but I mean, so. if that day you drop your right, phone, you're okay, luck, yeah. and you don't have all those things mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. anymore because you decided I can throw all those out now, right. then you have nothing. Yeah. Yes. Now you can come to the library yes, and use and our you computer. can use their computer. <laughs> all right. So a DVI port. What is that? D- digital video interface. So that's oh, the first okay. digital. So that's kind of been replaced by an HDMI port. Interesting. Uh, so a lot, some of these ports are like they exist but yeah. aren't used Well, it's the olden days, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then we've got um, things that – now interesting to me is on a regular large-size computer, you would have all of those. But on a laptop, mm. you might not have all of those. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at purchasing a laptop, how do you know how many USB ports you want to have? If you know you're going to attach a hub, you probably don't maybe care about that? Yeah. Well, how I mean, many do you think you should have? I think the default is like two or four for for a laptop. I've seen some with like three or some weird number. So it depends, right? Because you don't need to connect a keyboard or a mouse to it. So there's two ports that you don't need. So okay. it, it depends on what you have. So if you have like a, a USB mic, if you do podcasting on a laptop, you need one of those. If you have an external hard drive, you don't technically always have to have that connected. But if you take it out, you just remember that you may have to back up more data the next time you connect it. Right. Okay, interesting point about connection. So when you're using a USB hub and you've got many things connected, do you uh, reject them or eject them the same way you would, mm-hmm. one at a time? Because you know we know that we're not supposed to shut right. the computer off with those things running. We taught you guys that. Don't do it. <laughs> so that means you should release each of those devices from the hub. Does it show up the same yeah. way it would, giving you, okay, this yep, is it, your well, because the, the, the hub is just basically a pass-through. And so you'll see the name of each device that's connected to the hub in the, the little triangle ejection square there. Okay. And as far as buying flash drives, how do you know what size you should get? I guess figure out what you're going to use it for. If you're going to use it to store all your pictures or music, get it, get a huge one. But if you're using just for like documents or something like that, the document file is, is so much smaller, even if it's like thousands of pages, because it's just text. Mm-hmm. Anytime you add another uh, media to the multimedia file, you're, it gets bigger. So like if you're storing uh, pictures, it's going to be more than, than documents, but 
uh, audio is more than pictures and okay. video is more than everything. So maybe since they're reasonably priced at mm-hmm. this point in time, maybe you get a couple. And I would suggest color coding them. That would be what I would suggest. <laughs> sure. You know, pink is my music one and go. blue yeah, is my yeah. documents one. Um, I, I don't ever think all things should live on one thing. That's sure. just how I feel. Unless yeah. you're going to completely back it up. Can you back up flash drives to another flash drive? Sure. Well, then that would be what I would suggest you do. <laughs> I would suggest you have things on different places and then maybe put them all on one so you can yeah. have a backup because it's always good to have backup no yes. matter what you use. Yes. All mm-hmm. right. So let's move on to the next fun, exciting thing because this show is about things that you can kind of add to your computer, laptop device, whatever. So let's talk about streaming. Okay. Let's explain what streaming is. So streaming is um, watching before you have fully downloaded something. So usually it's for, like Netflix is streaming. Um, uh, if you do Spotify or Pandora or any of the Apple Music, stuff like that. Is So you don't have to wait for the entire file to download. You can start consuming the item, watching the video, listening to the music. Good old instant gratification. Yeah. Okay. So... If I'm streaming something, is it automatically downloading or it's, do I have to tell it to do that? It depends. Most of the time it's automatically downloading once you click play or whatever. Um, okay. Yeah. So wouldn't that mean that would go into my storage or when I shut it off, does it – you could see where I'm yeah. getting at. Because I'm thinking of when you look at the screen, it says, do you want to download, let's say, a playlist. Yeah, so you have yeah. a playlist, you have the internet connection, but you think, wait a minute, if I go to my friend's party and their internet is bad, yeah. then I won't be able to play this. So you say to yourself, I'll download mm-hmm. it to the storage. Yeah. So if you download it to the storage, it takes up space. But if you're streaming it, it doesn't. No, yeah, usually when you're streaming, it's just... Um, in that moment in time. It's like a temporary storage. So right. like it's going to store it on your computer so you can rewind and get back to the part that you previously played. Okay, but in order to save it, to have it, to run it again, mm-hmm. you would need to physically download that yeah. content to your saved right. space so, on your device. So streaming usually doesn't allow for downloading permanently. Uh-huh. So that's why you can't like download a YouTube video is because of copyright restrictions. So when you're playing the YouTube video, you see that little gray bar along the the place, the play bar, right. and and as it goes forward, more of the uh, the pop file is being downloaded. But there's no way to actually download it for later okay. use. You so have maybe, to have the internet connection. So then maybe a better way for folks to explain it to themselves and each other would be when you're streaming, it's a temporary download mm-hmm. in that moment. Exactly, that's good. But yeah, yeah. when you want to keep it forever, or you want to revisit. That yeah. that would have to be a permanent download situation. It would be stored in your storage, and you're saying some things don't allow you to do that, right? Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, because I would imagine certain sporting events that you can stream. I'll bet you they don't let you download oh, no. those. Yeah, nothing you no, no like uh, videos you watch online, uh, unless you own the video and have uploaded it yourself. Uh, you can't get the source code to prevent piracy. Okay, so then. Streaming, we said Netflix, but the other two biggies are Chromecast, mm-hmm. right? Roku is a streaming service, but Ro- that's like an umbrella streaming service. Yeah, so Roku is a device that you can connect to your, your TV, right. uh, usually through an HDMI port. Um, and you, you add channels to it. So you can. So it's sort of like a menu. So Roku has a menu. It's almost like once you plug it in. Cable essentially. So like it's opening. If you, it would be like opening the TV guide, mm-hmm. uh, channel. 
if that's right. still a thing. Yeah. Um, and you plug it in the computer, and then you, if you want to watch Netflix on your Roku, you need a Netflix account and stuff like that. You okay. have, it has some. I think so the BBC. Roku is the middleman. Then yeah, it's kind yeah. of like a VCR almost, right? It, sort of. Yeah. So it's like because you're borrowing the content from somewhere yeah. else, and the Roku is playing. Right. It for yeah. You. Yeah. So the Roku is is we have one of the library. You can you can check it out if you want to see what it's like. But it's kind of. Technology is moving away from it because really? because um, Roku has actually partnered with um, LG, I want to say, mm-hmm. and created the Roku TV. So instead of having to plug in the Roku device, it's already built into the smart TV that comes with the apps. Well, I guess the Roku is the highest selling one currently. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's got 35% of the market share, but that's got to be because it's around for a while. Firestick is probably going to take that over simply because the magnitude of Amazon's advertising and Amazon's name and Amazon's yeah. ability has to get the word out there. I mean, I heard about Roku probably five or ten years ago here yeah. when we started looking at it yep. and some of our members and folks that worked here used it at home. Mm-hmm. But I don't hear as much about Roku as I hear about Firestick. So it's interesting because the Firestick, you you can only watch Amazon Prime videos. The Roku, you can add channels to it. And so as different uh, services are being offered, you ha- you could have the option to download that channel to your okay. Roku. Okay, but where does the payment come in? You have because to subscribe you, to the service. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what gets tricky because mm-hmm. I thought, buy the fire stick and mm-hmm. I'm all set. Guess what? Nope. <laughs> I mean, if all of the shows you like are on Amazon Prime, then yeah, you're yes, all set. But, but if some of them are on Netflix, you. then they, they tempt yeah. you with other oh, yeah. little appetizers oh, on yeah. the screen. And, you know, mm-hmm. I thought when I, this is how, why I need this show myself. I <laughs> thought, oh, fire stick, I'm all excited because I plugged it in. Yeah. And all you really have to do is plug it into the, it really is easy, even yeah. for me. <laughs> you plug it into the back of your TV. There's yeah. only one spot it can fit. Right. Um, I even, had an adapter because I guess the length wasn't long enough. So a special thing they gave you to make it longer, which was fabulous. You plug it in, you press go and it goes. Okay. So I see Hulu on the screen there. Well, I think I mean, I I think that means I have that. It doesn't. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what's in Hulu. So here I go and pick out 10 different things that I like. And then when you go to play them, it says, you don't have a subscription for that. That's the part I don't like. I thought when I bought this device, it would already have all that loaded on it magically somehow and I would just be able to access what I want. I yeah. think it's a pain in the neck to set up subscriptions on yeah. your TV. Yeah, so it's a pain. I don't really recommend the Roku because of stuff like that cuz you need to have those subscriptions and it can be handy, but honestly like the, the Chromecast is what I have at home and what, oh, okay. what you what you what you can do that is you can just cast or stream uh, what you're playing on your laptop to your TV. And so that's the thing with the Fire Stick and the Roku is you don't have a browser. And so, like, you can't – you can only go to the services that are downloaded on there. But, like, if I wanted to watch – if I, like, had a subscription to the MLB Network for the playoffs or something like that, I could just go to the MLB.com and bring up the game and cast it to the TV. From your computer. From the computer to the Chromecast. So the Chromecast is a dongle. (laughs) Yay. It acts like the receiver that we were talking about earlier with Mm -hmm. the wireless mouse. So it receives the signal and plays it. Okay. So then what you would do is you would take your Chromecast dongle and you would attach that to your television? Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's just like the Fire Stick. So then they're talking to each other now. Yep. Okay. So then you go into your computer. Yeah, that makes more sense Mm -hmm. because what I'm finding is with Netflix and things like that, I have to then put in the account information mm, yeah. and add all that. You wouldn't have to do that you do if you were using your computer because mm-hmm. you're doing it directly. Right. That makes sense. So you can even, if you're not a fan of the wired connection or the wireless connection, you can buy an HDMI cord. Most laptops I have an like HDMI wireless. port. And so you connect the HDMI cord from your laptop to your TV. 
and that yeah. way it's you're, you're sending the signal from your laptop to your TV over the wire. Okay. Now, I will say Amazon's instructions, which Amazon, if you guys are listening, were really good. <laughs> yeah. Super duper easy. Yeah. Is, is Chromecast the same? Is it easy, fairly easy to use? So I, don't, I, don't, I haven't set up a Fire Stick, but the Chromecast, you need to download an app on a mobile device. You need Google okay. Home app, and then you basically register the Chromecast device with your, your Google account, and okay. then it becomes available for, ca- for uh, casting, for pairing. Cool. It's a Bluetooth connection. Okay. Over the between your laptop or your phone or anything uh, to your TV, so right. it, there's a couple of extra steps than the Fire Stick. I think the Fire Stick you just have to like plug it in and register it, right? Is that what you mm-hmm. did? Yeah. So yep. there's a couple. It took two of extra, seconds. Yeah. It did it everything for mm-hmm. me, which yep. which scares me sometimes, but it was nice too. Um, what's the price difference? Do you know what the Chromecast so cost? the Chromecast is about twenty five bucks. Yeah, so, and I know. got the Fire Stick for twenty dollars. It was on one yep. of their yep. you know special deals. It's usually about forty, but yeah. I think we'll see the prices as oh, people yeah. use them go down. Okay, but what does that do to the television world? Yeah, I mean... See, I think TV's getting wise to that. And they're probably going to make everything castable or everything streaming so that you'll get both. You'll be able to watch your TV, which we want you to do, but you'll also be able to view things on your computer. So these devices really are... It's, it's a kind of a separate argument. So we go back to the, what you said about the Hulu, and that's basically the network TV's uh, model. And so if you want to watch... If you don't want cable... But you, but you still need the internet, you can watch like CBS, but you have to subscribe to their streaming service. And so in order to watch that, you would need a way to, to show it up on, on, on your TV. So they I don't know, it might have an agreement with Roku, so maybe that's why Roku's still in the game, is because right. unlike the uh, Fire Stick, you can add more channels. And so if they have an agreement with CBS, then you download the CBS app, sign into the CBS logon that you have, and mm. then you can watch So it. it's really turning the world of television yeah. into a more um, a la carte situation. Right. So, similar to when cable first yeah, came, cable exactly. TV, yeah, like 50 then. years ago, right? Um, <laughs> you could only get certain channels, you bought certain packages, yeah. it would have HBO 1, well, there was no HBO 2 yet right. then, right? <laughs> but it would have two or three things in it, and then to get that, the other stuff, you would have to buy a different package, and they wouldn't let you cross over and add and subtract. But this sounds more like you can get only exactly what you want. So I, I do a program at the library about this, the alternatives to cable, and, and the cable, what it did was the bundling. So you, you basically got, it was easier. So you have one subscription, you could have a bunch of different channels. With this one, you have to, you have to subscribe to each individual channel, um, so cost, post. so yeah, so cost reduction wise, I don't know. It could be less, but yeah. also quality too. Mm. And and mm. what if you get the blue circle and it doesn't stream? Yeah. That happens to me a lot, yeah. and I'm not always sure why. What causes that? So whether it's on their end or my end. Network traffic. So yeah. if you have a lot of devices at your home trying to connect to your router. Um, or if a lot of people are trying to connect to the server that houses the stuff that's being streamed. Right. Uh, the the Internet provider could be throttling because net neutrality is no longer a thing. I know. So, what is that episode? Maybe nine. Yeah, something yeah. like this. Net neutrality. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, and throttling, just to, to tell Sorry, folks thr- what that is again. Throttling means slowing down the data transfer Which rate. Which they say they don't do. Uh, yeah, they lie. But we know they do it. We know they do yeah. it. So I guess the advantage to having traditional television, and not I'm not saying that because I work for WCTV, yeah, right. but <laughs> the, the reason would be... You always get what you want. No, I mean, so yes and no, right? Because that was one of the complaints. If you turn on the TV, it's on. Right. So The channel is there. Right, yes. When you go and you do Roku or these other guys, 
You don't know your if it's going to show up. The mercy of your internet connection. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So this, this, the cable, the coaxial cable, that data transfer is much more stable than like a wireless transfer. Right. Over the LAN, the Ethernet cord, it's probably as stable. But again, you're, if you have to hop through a router and then the, the modem to your TV or something, right. there's more v- variables in play with internet connection versus a cable connection. Correct. But with like the cable connection, I found this out when my father got rid of like all the fancy channels. He went back down to like basic cable, which does not include Nesson. And so like that's kind of the complaint with a lot of um, the cable bundles is like, yeah, there's 500 channels, but there's nothing on because it's not the channels I want to watch. Right, right. So this model is really, like you said, a la carte, but it's going to be pricey because you're paying for each individual dish. Interesting. And so it, it adds up quick. Um, so but you know what else I find to be a problem? Looking for stuff. Now, yes. Fire Stick has a thing where you can, it's really fun to use. Yeah. I've had trouble getting it to work, of course, but <laughs> um, you can talk to Alexa, which I also have, oh. and you just press this little microphone button mm-hmm. and you say, and Gary Busey was the one who did the commercial on it, and he does it. He says, find movies with Gary Busey, and it shows all his movies, right? <laughs> well, that's great, but Roku doesn't have anything mm-hmm. like that, which I bet they probably eventually will, because my problem is when you talk to your friends and they say, do you watch Game of Thrones? Well, I go on to regular TV. It doesn't live there. It lives on HBO. Right. Okay. So my problem is so many people are watching so many things and so many different networks. Yeah. It's almost like you have to say to your friend, not what channel is that on? Yeah. Oh, is that on Hulu? Is that on Netflix? Is that on Amazon? Right. And then it's even further looking. So the ease of use of finding the stuff you mm-hmm. want to watch and also connecting with other people about what you're watching is harder. Yes. Yeah. It's harder. There's more players involved now than there ever have been. And more stuff to watch. Yeah. So, you know, I used to enjoy coming in on a Monday and talking about, yeah. hey, I watched, did you see Dynasty, the <laughs> last episode, who shot JR, <laughs> yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Now, by the time I find what everybody's watching, everybody's yeah. already talked about it. So there's no real easy guide or way to find things like there is on your cable channel right. where it's, you can look and see stuff. Yeah. Nobody's come up with a way yeah. to do that yet. I'm sure Not they're yet. doing it even as we speak. Of course. But that would be one of the big complaints I have. Sure. Um, hard, you know, hard to find stuff. Not always easy to use. And reliability. And that is why I am still keeping cable because the reliability and the ease of use and being able to find things that I want, even though mm-hmm. still there are, you know, six or seven hundred channels, like you said, they're kind of um, grouped a little bit better, too. Okay. So you know what you're looking for. In Roku and things like that, yes, they have them labeled. But it's different. It's not as ease of use as your regular television. Yeah, would be. there's no channel surfing anymore. Yeah, you can, with those things. You can can't. you record programs using those? Because now we know we have our DVR. We used to call it TiVo yeah, right. back in the day, right? Right. Um, so can you use Roku like you would that and record programs? So you kind of don't need to because it's on demand. So this. Okay, so there would be no reason for you to do mm-hmm. that. But then that requires work on my part to search through and find the thing I'm looking for, rather than mm-hmm. going to my DVR folder. Right where my things live and I can just click into that. So, so there you, you go, Cable. Start marketing yeah. that way. I mean, you, you can create like lists in a lot of these digital ser- streaming services. I know Netflix, you have your My List. I think Amazon, mm-hmm. you have your Watch List and stuff like that. So you can kind of create that. The other issue there is with all the streaming, it's just because it's available now doesn't mean it's going to be available later. That's what I was just going to yeah. say because you know how they love to say, if you mm-hmm. go to this area, you can buy the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, great. Right. So it seems like uh, as though, although it's easy to install, it's still not super easy to use yet. 
I right. do like Amazon's idea of being able to tell the TV what you want it to find for you. Yeah. And maybe we'll see more of that. Yeah. But there are issues with that, too, because voice recognition. Yes. When my niece uses it, it doesn't yeah. understand her as well as it does me. So if she wants to watch something and I'm not there... It's yeah. a problem. Yeah, you so have to train it. But. You guys got to fix these things. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess it's time for our food for thought. So let's get ready for that. And now it's time for your technology tidbit food for thought. All right. So I think you mentioned this earlier. Uh, usually a USB connection has that little icon on it. Oh, and yeah. that, and I always, I can never plug in the damn things the first try. It's like, Oh, I'm tries, so glad right? to hear you say that yeah, because I thought so, it was only me. No, That's I why I put marks on things. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like you may sometimes you don't need to because the little icon, if it's on the back, it's going to go up and plug it in. Okay. And if it's a vertical one, it's going to go to the left. Uh, but it depends because sometimes that icon isn't there. But okay. speaking of that icon, so that icon, if you've noticed, ever wondered what it is. Yes, I have. It's It was taken from Poseidon, the god of the seas, trident. <gasps> okay. And if you look at it, it's got three Tines, yes. but instead of three triangles, it has a circle, a triangle, and a square, meaning that it's universal. Okay, so that's interesting. I always thought it was like a little alien. That's yeah, what I say. I'd, Make sure the alien is facing up. <laughs> I just another little weird tip that I use that sure, might sure, help sure. people. I never buy black uh, flash drives because oh. you can't label them as easily. That's true. So yeah. I always buy the colored ones. But then I discovered a silver Sharpie. Ah. So my suggestion <laughs> to you at home, my little hack would be to get yourself some Sharpies in different yeah. colors and then it'll be easy for you to write on your flash drives what's in there so you won't have to open them every single time. I also write on my external hard drives that's too. That's smart. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. Well, that's because you never know when you're going to be in a pinch and you get anxious and you say, what the heck is this yeah, thing? And sure. I've done that before. I've hooked up the wrong external hard drive and opened a program and said why is my music not here operator oh, error yeah, generally right. it's operator <laughs> error so what are we going to talk about next episode what do we think what i do we think go? we Wait. might talk about internet addiction maybe oh yeah yeah that'd be a good one yeah and that's mm-hmm. going to be kind of scary for folks i think but good to know you know well informed is well armed as they say absolutely, right absolutely so let's tell folks about the companion page where they can find out more about usb ports and all those goodies Sure. So I have a page on the wilmlibrary.org. If you go to wilmlibrary.org slash BDD, I'll have the current episode there. And then there'll be a list of previous episodes on the left. And as always, there's a comment field on the very bottom of that page where you can let us know what you want to hear about in the future. Right. We've had some really good things planned, too. We promise we will do a 3D printing episode. Mm. It seems like every time I do research on 3D printing, a new and crazier thing has developed. <laughs> so, you know, probably by the time we do that show, it'll be a whole different thing they're calling it. I don't know what could be the next thing mm. other than 3D. What is next? I don't know. But we will keep you informed so that you can get across that chat bridging the digital divide. And on behalf of Brad and myself, we thank you for listening, and we will be with you very soon.